good the yeah 2021 already dude is over uh, it feels like the gap between christmas and january 1st is always just like what do i do with my hands like i i don't know what to do or where to be or what what even what day it is i don't know if anybody else is like that but it's just like what day is it like i am i supposed to go to work am i supposed to do something with my life or am i just supposed to like think about you know, the week that seems like three weeks and what I'm supposed to do in my life. I I, I don't know. It's kind of how I feel. Because in your mind, in your mind, or Christmas and years are like right up against each other. It's, it's like the next day. But then there's a week and you're like, should I be counting the days by the date? Should I be remembering what day of the week it is? Should I just be having another cold drink? Like, what, yeah. what the hell is going on? Drinks and Christmas cookies and leftovers and just thoughts yeah. of like, wow, I am a lazy shitbag. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, well, one of us isn't. One of us has not been a lazy shitbag. So we've got to shout out to Tia Hagan, man. I'm good, man. I'm just trying to listen to you guys sound like a couple of dysfunctional adults. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, Because <laughs> one of us is not on vacation at the moment. That is the Hispanic member of the team. So how's things going with you, Matt? I know you've been busting a, a gut studying, getting your brain going again. Yeah, it's been good, man. Um, the training department that I'm currently uh, uh, getting my learning on through is, uh, they're absolutely top notch, man. Like they really are. So I'm really, again, I'm really excited to be part of this company and fly for this airline. But, um, you know, everything comes with work. So uh yeah, I've just been hitting the books pretty hard. I'm very fortunate, man. I have some some like absolute titans in in the group, the class that I'm in. And so it's really helped a lot. Um, when I do a lot of my studying, I'll do a lot of studying on my own. And then we link up for a couple hours at the end of the night. Uh, we go downstairs to the hotel lobby, have a couple of drinks, a couple of frothies, and just kind of touch on some of the stuff that, uh, you know, that some of us might have trouble with. And that really has paid dividends because I had I was just talking to you guys offline about how I just had my systems validation so anyone in the airline world knows that's a pretty big event that's like the first major milestone you know when you're getting your type rating or whatever jet you're, you're getting on whether it's 767 737 and it's it was like a three and a half hour oral and it's just <laughs> yeah I mean you're you're literally ready to go to sleep the minute you walk out the room you just want to lay down in the hallway and just fucking it's it was a it was a good event. <laughs> it's such a such a good thing to have uh, behind you. Like I know it might seem to people like, but Raph already knows how to fly. Like, uh, what's he got to go? Does he though? All this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you and I know the truth, Raph. But it's funny for for the, for the listeners. Every time you go to a different um, aircraft type, and even if you're on the same aircraft type, changing airline, uh, like a different employee, that, that would still run you through and want to see a, a validation certification of your training. And that new aircraft type, there's no, there's nothing simple about any of the system. I mean, they're designed by geniuses. These aircraft are super well designed. Like getting your head around the uh, the architecture of the way the hydraulics and the engines and yeah. pressurization and the airframe. Like there's a uh, there's a lot of systems in those aircraft as you probably as you probably do think actually as you sit down the back of a cup of coffee. And the guys at the front got to know it all back to front, inside and out. A three and a yeah. half hour verbal exam does not sound like uh, a walk in a park that's for sure yeah it's the complete opposite of you know hanging out with my family in barcelona sorry barcelona <laughs> yeah the, yeah I, I would say it's the antithesis of hanging out on vacay in barcelona so you're saying also that be your nemesis is that what you're saying yeah also to add insult to injury there's like two feet of snow outside um <laughs> and apparently this happens like once every 70 years in seattle right well it's definitely because so you're there 
cold weather with. So Rafa's Rafa's training away. He's been pushing on right right through Christmas break. I mean, fair play to him. He got a, an offer for a, uh, a position, and he just left at the opportunity and uh, put himself out there to go and do this this real serious training stuff right through the middle of you know this the festive season. Um, how was Christmas, Rafa? Uh, it was good, man. Um, I was able to go home for a couple days. Um, it, it was it was really low key. Like we just stayed up on the property, went sledding. You know, hung out with a bean. Um, we had family over at the house the last night that I was there, which was a good time. We just played board games. And it was like really just a. It's a absolute. You know, as you know, we had Pop, Mama J, and just the whole clan. You know, the whole my whole wife's family, and they're just they're just they're awesome people, man. It's just they're always good to be around. You know, so we does, just made the best little, of it. Little man, does little man know that the strange dude breaks into the house? Is he at that stage yet? No, no, not yet. <laughs> uh, he's dude. Well, he's he's growing. What's up? He's he's growing like he's growing like a weed. That boy. Yeah. Occasionally has pants on. Well, as Raph alluded to, I'm with the family. We've um, we've ducked out of the Middle East, but we're we're actually in Europe. We're in Barcelona with um wife and the kids and we've just been having a wonderful time who knew who knew the old old country as i was saying uh, rap just before we started <laughs> older, older than the mexico super friendly people beautiful city uh amazing food and the climate's beautiful it's been like clear skies not quite t-shirt weather but on the cusp you know like you the kids have been taking jackets off while we've been out and sticking them in backpacks and stuff so it's been really good we went and saw like a museum yesterday. We've been just eating everything that moves. And if it doesn't move, I shake it and then I eat it. <laughs> I know that I know to the drink. listeners that sounds wonderful, beautiful, like very um <clears throat> cultural, like culturally satisfying. But I'd just like to share, don't forget melon is in Barcelona. Okay. The other day I got a a, a picture from from this guy. Walking down the street, I don't know if it was a pub or what it was, but there was a, a a sign on a building with the words CNT, and this guy had his finger up, pointing at it with a cheeky smile, and it says, all that is missing is you. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt so good to be remembered by Mel, and just being like sharing that with us and being like, wow. Even in a culture, you know that you're, you is, nah, you nah. is obviously plural. <laughs> You've been using the plural <laughs> sense in that instance. <laughs> I appreciated it, Melon. I know Raf did too, and it kind of it, it definitely made my vacation home just a little bit better. So I we, we also we also brought up uh, the other see you next Tuesday, your old compatriot um, from the from your old country. We were talking about how, because you were saying how, you know, there might, none of the bars might be open. And, and I said, well, I guarantee if you go to one of the Irish bars, there's very, very, there's several in Barcelona. I was like, if you go to one of the Irish bars, I'll guarantee they, they'll probably open. And more than likely, the odds are that you'll see a Mark McCarthy there. Uh, just it's getting after it. I mean, if it's not, if it's not our one, it'll be another one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'll be a, like, yeah, it'll be like a, cockroaches. <laughs> Shout out to McCarthy. <laughs> I think if you lift if you lift a bar mat in Ireland, a Mark McCarthy scuttles out. You know, yeah, Looking with his hands at the light. Uh, uh, that guy's well, a legend. So, so it's bloody. It's good to see you guys. Uh, we're in different locations, even than we normally are, and different times. We've sort of made, tried to make this work in and around race training schedule, actually. And it is super early where he is, so. We really appreciate it, mate. The topic that we we're going to cover today was basically we wanted to have a look at the year in review. Like I think it's a healthy thing to do to always take stock of where you are and try and find those things that you've got to be grateful for and the areas in your life where you need to put a bit more, I don't know, effort or get better results. It's always good to go over that. And naturally, it falls for most people at the end of the year. You see a spate of news resolutions that people have thought about all year and put off and kept eating donuts for another couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, because you want to have a really big contrast on January 1 when the new year takes the reins. And it's not a thing that I believe in in any case. 
I might make the change now if you need to make the change. But we thought we'd do a 2021 year in review with just a few sort of key insights and uh, key things that we've, you know, taken away goals, lessons learned, favourite conversations we've had here. So what are the things that have sort of come up for you during 2021 or things that you're thinking about now, the big things that have occurred during this year for you that, you know, the things that came to mind when you think about this episode? Well, as I've done before, uh, when we, I think we did the five-year plan last year and we were kind of going over this. We talked about, hey, well, for this year as well, what we kind of wanted. And I, I listened to our episode last year as well from the 2020 in review and kind of what we wanted. Um, so I, I have yours written down and I have Raph's written down and we'll revisit you guys as well. Um, but one of the things that I was really appreciative the, this past year when I was I was thinking about it. I was home up in Pittsburgh and kind of had some time because I actually got a little bit sick. I don't know, going around, there's like a cold, not COVID, but a legit cold. I don't know if anybody remembers those, but yes, the cold does exist still, unlike the flu for the past year. But anyway, um, so I was down for, I don't know, a day and a half after Christmas. And I was sitting there thinking about all these things, and I definitely not to be selling the podcast, but I, I'm definitely grateful for what we accomplished over the last year. Um, we haven't missed a week in 77 weeks. And having that commitment to doing this show has been something that's been really good for me personally, uh, allowing me to let things out every week in a healthy way, not only for myself, but maybe helping other people, which I've we, we've gotten really good feedback out. So having the impact on other people's lives has been a goal of mine and building relationships. And I definitely think that has been uh, <laughs> very well uh, documented throughout the last 53 weeks uh, of just doing this show. Everything that we in, encounter and bring up has, has been a reflection of that. So I, I've been really grateful for that. Um, my emotional uh, IQ has gone, I think, through the roof for me personally of where I have worked on myself, uh, becoming more balanced, understanding, not getting frustrated as much, uh, not allowing emotions to kind of rule my life uh, or outside entities, whether it be people or uh, situations or anything. Uh, I'm not easily rattled as, as I used to be. Um, I'm really grateful for that. And then the other thing is just uh, relationships with people who really uh, mean things to my life with you guys, with my family, refocusing on uh, the things uh, that really matter, which aren't things, and uh, just making memories. Um, I I've built a lot better relationship with my mom, taking a lot more time with her, especially over the holidays. You know, got to have an amazing time with them uh, and my aunt and everybody else. Uh, so I was grateful for that. And then just my friendships as well. Um, taking extra time, reaching out, just having conversations, making time to go visit. Uh, when I was home in, uh, in Pittsburgh, we, we get together for our annual bro Don, as we call it. And uh, it's just a bunch of friends that I was really close with in high school. And we all take time from our busy lives. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them are married, have kids and everything, but it's just like, no, we're taking one day out of this whole craziness of Christmas break and everything else to get together and we got a cabin up in the mountains and we just hung out and it, it was, it was a great time. Uh, Tony was there, Dr. Tony and, uh, and everything. So we, we got to catch up and just talk, man. And um, it, it's things like that, you know, that there, there's nothing that I received material wise that really overdid it for me this year. It wasn't like, Oh, wow. It, it, it was the pursuit of things. Um, that you can't physically see. So my relationships, uh, my education was another one of passing, you know, the Academy, which I just got my certificate, uh, what, two days ago in the mail. So it's pretty cool to sit here and stare at this thing and be like, well, I, Hey, I did that, you know? Um, yeah, man, it's, I feel like I'm, I've been putting my energy on the right things for the right direction. It's funny how, <clears throat> what that we sort of talked about this, recently how these things are like incremental but then it's like an exponential growth but when it, in the beginning it sort of takes you know you don't really see 
you know, it's 10% better than yesterday and it was 1% good yesterday. Like it's a really slow. But then after, well, after the length of time we've been having these conversations, it really feels like the gratitude practice has built up such that definitely the experiences, other things, they're the only things I've thought of when I was thinking about this episode. Like, I don't think it was ever really the case for me, but maybe it was that I'd be thinking about some things. But it's just been relationships and conversations and like moments with people that I love that has been the thing that has really stood out for me this year. And it's been a funny old year, right? Like it's been a, it has no joke been a tough year for people. This just this thing just dragging on that we all want to be over. But you know, for me, I can't really look past um, seeing my mum, which was the first time for nearly two years for me getting home to to Oz and the the travel nightmare and the quarantine. Like I've sort of forgotten about all that, but but just being with mum and my brothers and my sister and, and family in South uh, Australia, something I was so grateful for after, well, maybe that had been something that was almost off the radar totally, the ability to travel internationally when you want to, which has been such a, you know, you put money aside and you can, we can sort of pretty much all do it in the West. And it was like, well, maybe this has ended for a period, maybe like an extended period. And I really had that thought in 2020. And so being able to get you know, from Saudi back to Oz is a long way. And to get there and, you know, sit and have a Sunday roast with mum at her place with a roast, roast pork and all the trimmings is pretty good. You know, well, I wouldn't swap that for anything. Well, so going back to last year, Melon, uh, just to hold ourselves accountable and like, you know, remember what we talked about a year ago when we did our, our review is, uh, I believe it was Stephen Covey that you mentioned, and you said your goals were to live, learn, and love better and have all three of those. Um, you know, sitting from my seat and, and and watching you and stuff and getting to go home and focus on what you have, man, I think you definitely have. You, you definitely put your time and energy into all three of those. Uh, you've definitely lived, so you continued your flying and traveling, I know is like a passion for you and the family. And um, that leads into learning. And like one of your biggest things is always, I want my family to learn and get educated about the world and have these experiences, but have them together. And you guys have great conversations together while you're there. Hey, do you understand this? Do you know why these people are this way and how this culture is that way? And raising two young, amazing people. And then ultimately it just kind of happens, but the love piece. And it's definitely apparent that you guys are very close knit, um, loving family that love doing things together, communicating, like all that stuff. So I know it's a good thing you have your headphones in. So the rest of the family can hear this so they can start laughing, but, uh, <laughs> but it's good. So anyways, that was, that was your big three is you said, live, learn and love better, uh, throughout this year. And I think, uh, I think you've done that, man. Covey. And you and you had had any good stuff. What one thing that's been really great to see, I'll just have been talking with Ches and all parents no doubt have this experience of just seeing your kids grow and like having another year under the belt at this at this age, it's like a real inclination, like the change in the kids has been really tremendous. Like Michael's been white captain of his rugby club and, and he's just flourished with the music. Like yes just yesterday. We we met a guy three days ago, Jerome at T Vinyl. If you're in Barcelona and you're looking for some old time records or some new stuff, some cool clothes, go to T Vinyl. There's a French guy, Jerome, who just saw us in there and he just wanted to check out the vinyls. That was the only reason we went in. And he said this vision impaired girl and it's a super cool little shop. And he's like, Oh, I'm a DJ. You know, I've done this for 30 years and I run classes. Would you guys like to come back in two days' time for a, a one hour intro DJ class? So we were in there yesterday and Annie was mixing vinyl on this guy's mixing deck at the back of this clothing shop in a little side street in Barcelona. I'm just like, the music that just comes out of her and the joy that she has, like pursuing the things that bring you joy, I think is something I've really seen this year. Like I found I really had moments of loving my flying and exercising with mates and rugby and stuff like that. And I think that there's something in that, like we can put your attention in the stuff that comes up and it's not always the things you love. And there's always things you're going to have to just grind through. But the kids have really flourished where we've just 
called Fuel on Their Passion. It's a, it's, I know rappers probably nodding and thinking about, you know, down the track for the bean, but there's something in it for all of us, I think, that we can some, sometimes put off the things we love or like shell stuff as a hobby and it's not really a thing that's going to, you know, generate income or whatever it is into our lives. But that's the stuff that, that's where the, the life, the, life the, the living occurs in my mind. And I've seen that in the kids. I just wanted to share that watching Annie on the DJ. Like to try and find a, a start of a track for a vision impaired child on a vinyl record and catch the, the first beat and then get ready to drop that and mix it with the other one. It's pretty amazing to watch it do. So something about following your passions and finding the things you love. That's so that's interesting, right? That because um, I've obviously my brothers uh, got impairments. And so I can kind of relate to the fact that when you're around someone who's got, whether it's visual or learning impairments or whatever it is, you know, automatically, I think it's like a canned response. You, as a person, you think, oh, that sucks that they have these limitations. And the reality is when you start to live in their world, they don't have any limitations. They, the thing that you learn almost immediately is that they don't waste time with bullshit. Like they only do the things that they're really, really passionate about. And the other things are just like, there's some effort, but it's not, I mean, you think about the amount of effort that we put in doing some of the stuff we don't like to do and we do it and we give ourselves reasons like, Oh, I got to do this because it's expected. I have to do this because whatever. And the one thing I will say about, you know, especially my brother and Annie, just watching, knowing Annie now for a couple of years is I I've always learned that that's really where most of my energy should go is the things that I'm mostly passionate about, but I don't always necessarily do that. So it's a, it's like just being around, you know, Annie and my brother and, you know, people who have like specific, uh, I hate to use the word disabilities, but it's, it's a wake up call, you know, like, cause like you said, you just like, just watching her like hit a set of drums or a keyboard and you just see the like absolute, just fucking joy. Like there's, she's in that moment, like, right. She's not thinking about anything else. And it's just, a, it's the, it, like, it makes my skin just like, I get like goosebumps just watching her even through a phone. But that's just because, I mean, you know, she's just putting on a master class. Like, that's what life is about. Like, that is living. Uh, and I just, I fucking love it. That's, that's so good, Rap. That, that point, I just read it the other day. People might have seen this meme of, you know, you get up in the morning at a time you don't want to wake up, put on clothes you don't, wouldn't normally wear, get into a car that you're still paying off to go to a job that you hate to earn money to pay for a house that's been empty all day. Yeah. And wearing that is the thing that you love, you know. Like we all, you've all got to do resource acquisition. But I think getting back to something you love, at least for some of your time, and putting energy into that—that's that's a big takeaway from this year. Another one is, um, if you don't mind me, just continuing a little bit, is getting some feedback from people about, you know, like you can put effort and action into the world, but you don't necessarily know where it goes. And I've had some very special feedback from listeners <clears throat> some that you guys know about and some some other ones with chair and i've had some conversations with people having a hard time in areas that we've got some expertise in specifically with prem favors we've had a, we've had people reach out to us for advice and you know it's a real it's a privilege to be able to um have a conversation with people having in the middle of a hard time and to hear that something has made a difference for someone like a positive difference is a very privileged thing to experience so making it making an impact on receiving feedback has been something i've been extremely grateful for this year yeah when when mike mentioned it it's the first actually it's on my list is one of the things that i've been grateful for for you know 2021 has been the impact that we didn't expect um but just kind of occurred and kind of felt and you know it's what I appreciate about it is it's, it's a, it's organic, right? It's not like something that we prodded or pushed or reached out for it just kind of, I mean, people just came up to us or wrote to us or, you know, said these things and, and like just knowing that you were able to provide, you know, just some, some measure of relief or um, help or assistance. It just, it's good, man, because, you know, when you go through life, the last thing you want to do is not be like a productive member of society, you know, it's always good to know that you're there. You're bringing some sense of utility. You're not just taking from from every pot that's in front of you. You're actually putting back. 
And it's, it's nice what? to know that through the show, we've, we've done that. You know, we've, I don't know, there's metrics. I mean, I, I don't really know how to measure it, but I know it's, we've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people um, where, you know, it was, they were in a, in a bad place and listening to a specific episode or maybe just us having some levity and making fun of each other, whatever, it just would bring, it would, it would start turning the wheels and kind of, you know, kind of put that seed in the soil and starts growing in the right direction. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's been fascinating to watch and it's just mostly because I didn't know what to expect and I didn't like, I didn't have any expectations, right? Like there was no like, Oh, we're going to help these many people. It's just, it's, it's pretty amazing. This year has like the complete year. This is the first full year that we've done this show. And I almost don't like calling it a show because it's not made up. It's not fake. It, it's it's a conversation, really. And honestly, I can look back on this year and say every day I went into work or into a situation, I was a better prepared man because of what this show has brought to my life. Um, the conversations, the interactions that we've had, the stories that we've heard, the feedback that we've heard, everything. When I go into work, it's not as big anymore in the sense of I'm I'm not going to be so surprised when I hear about a problem that comes up and I'm like, oh, that's not that bad. Like the conversation I had last night with some stranger that reached out to us and had a conversation, that was bad. This is okay. And, you know, being able to have that that vision and that uh, emotional IQ and being able to, hey, we're going to get through this. We'll be fine. This isn't that bad. And just go about my life has been so much easier um, this entire year. I feel like I'm just, you know, I've referenced before about putting on a, your body armor and your helmet and getting ready to go and attack the day. And, you know, you don't know what's there, but you got your armor on and you're ready. Um, this this full year has felt like I've I've had the right armor on for the right times. And it's, uh, man, it feels great. Like it, it really, really does. I, I feel so much more prepared as, as a better man. Go ahead, Melon. I've felt a lot like what you just described there, that a piece around um, when things come up, just not being as waylaid by them, like not being as attached to the outcome has been something that has been a really big deal for me over the last couple of months, for sure. I really, I really know, I know exactly when it occurred for me. And it was just being able to focus on the principle and the process and then just totally release any concerns for the outcome and being in a position where, like, having those first conversations, the hall and mirror kind of thing to think, have I caused a problem here or am I causing a problem or am I approaching this the right way? And then when you, when it's clear and I've had feedback from either YouTube or share it, and I'm like, no, no, I'm on the right path here. And just to be like, I don't have to worry about what happens. If if things go badly for me out of this, that's totally okay. Like, I'm not going to compromise the decision here or I'm not going to let um, let something go that I need to follow or I'm not going to hold on to something that I can let go of. It's all of that clarity has just occurred. And I've, I've like, the load has been a lot less. I've just been able to like, put the pack down and walk, walk on my own for a while in a lot of areas. And I, on the people reaching out to us, I just want to say, like, it's not like we're some gigantic podcast. Like, we know that we're not Joe Rogan. We've got no advertising. We've got no interest in that. But I feel like we have a really strong connection with the people who do listen. And when people have just messaged me out of the blue and Milan Mellon is the situation, I mean, I feel like it's very strange, but I feel like they know me already because they know so much about my life in some areas. And I know that that's been the case for you two guys as well. I want people to know that it's a very easy thing to send us a message. Like we're really just normal human beings with a, a day job that we, we love and we're passionate about. And we've got things in our life that we've had experiences that we think we've taken some lessons from. And we're very willing to talk to people. Like we've got a lot of time for you guys when you reach out to us. We appreciate every single time you guys do that. Um, no, dude, Melon hit it on the head. Um, yeah. what, what I wanted to do is just hold Raph accountable for his section from last year with what he said real quick before we, we, we lose that. Uh, last year, he wanted to enhance his emotional IQ, which we both we all could agree on. Right. Because he's kind of an asshole. And um, and uh, he also said, by this time next year, I want to have my barn up 
with the start of my own coffee business. Where are we at, Raf? Um, so there's been a change in direction with that. So the coffee's still in the, it's funny you say that, man. Um, you said so, it, not me. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. It's though it's interesting because, uh, well, the barn isn't up yet. Um, just there's a lot of things that have been happening at home and it just, it fell, the priority on that fell to like number three and we're trying to get other stuff done on the property. Um, but the coffee's still literally in the back of my head and it's something I think about daily. Um, and I, it's funny because uh, I think I told you guys, I was talking to Adam about it and Adam was, uh, you know, our producer also roasts coffee. He's got his own coffee business. So we've had discussions offline about, uh, myself potentially kind of going into business with him. So I, I never really talked about it on the show, but it's something that's been kind of been happening in the works. And we've talked about potentially just kind of combining forces and doing some stuff out of Central America. But I mean, it's just, we don't know what that's going to look like yet. So it's still, it's not, it's funny because it's not going the direction I thought I was going to go, but it's still something that I think is, is going to happen. Um, I just, it's, I have to get through what I'm do, going through now and I have to like stabilize the home a little bit better because, um, you know, I've never owned a business, but I do know business owners. And I know that it, especially to get anything off the ground, it's, you have to go into it a thousand percent and you have to be willing and able. And I mean, if you want to be successful, you have to really be able to respond to anything that comes up at any moment's notice. And the truth is uh, this last year is, I just haven't been able to, you know, not with my schedule, not with being overseas the way I was, not with just, and I think I understand that. I think, yeah. Anyways. Well, I think that's Mellon? the biggest relatable. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that's probably the biggest relatable thing that we all just talked about and shared of how many people go, yep, that was my goal. And I didn't get to it this year because X, Y, and Z and priorities change. Right. So it goes back to, Having the goal and what we want versus what we're going to get, you know, it's always different. But as you can hear, never lose sight of that goal. And it's something maybe he can reload for for this following year. Right. Go ahead, Melon. Sorry. And it's also, in my mind, there's like the, the why, like two more whys about the coffee business would be a lot to do with securing his family's financial future. And I think that that actual overall goal is what RAF is achieving right now with these three and a half hour verbal exams on aircraft, every aircraft system that they can stick into a modern aircraft. And so I don't think that there's any misalignment at all. It's like, you know, life, the river kept running down the hill and there were forkings and branchings and RAF had to be agile in the moment. But the overall principle behind that goal around the coffee business was family financial freedom and, and future and so on. Would that be a fair thing to say there, Raf? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the reason the the just having the financial stability was so important is because um, my wife is actually, I think I might have told you guys this. She's she's talked about this before, but she's actually moving forward with it. Um, in this last well, this year she's been taking classes. She's actually applying to PA school, physician assistant. And so when she does that we're going to completely rely just on my salary alone. So um, that, that kind of put the pressure. I knew that we were going to go that direction. So that, again, that just, uh, I'm not giving up on the coffee dream. I just, you know, once you're a father, once you're a husband, the priorities, um, you have to just juggle, you know, with your family and see what at the time, like what's, what's the most important. And right now my wife has sacrificed so much for my career that it's time for me to sacrifice for whatever it is that she wants to pursue if she wants to pursue whatever she does and it's my job to make sure that we have a platform and i can catapult her in that direction so i'm willing to put everything on freeze i'll be super dead and i'll watch you know little man while she's um going through because uh, pa school is pretty grueling so i'm sure she'll be super successful but we also know there's going to be a lot of tremendous amounts of effort um especially on her end to to get through a program once she gets accepted so hopefully by this time next year, she'll be in PA school. Um, so doing what I'm doing now is going to kind of solidify, uh, giving us a schedule and the financial freedom for her to be able to walk away from her current job and pursue full-time student uh, life for the next two, two to three years. I think if anyone wants to just rewind like 60 seconds and listen to what Raptor said again, there's a bit of a masterclass there in 
goals and service and working as a couple and chewing things over and updating your plans and supporting each other and stuff. I, I take my hat off to you too, guys. I think you're an amazing couple. I think that's what, you're, what you've achieved this year, Raph. The uniform you're wearing now and the training you're, un, you're underway and the career that's in front of you, it's just an extraordinary thing you've achieved. And I just have a huge respect for you. And that I didn't know that Forbes is uh, continuing this, you're considering this career change. So I'm just like, you guys are amazing. And there's nothing you guys can't do. I think it's clear. I think all the listeners would know that too, having seen the journey over the last 18 months. Good for you, man. Yeah. I Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'm sure if uh, she's listening, she's she's probably smiling too, especially since she's hearing it from an Australian accent. Oh, she's yeah. listening? She's listening? She's not a... Hi Aubrey. Well, Hi Aubrey. How she are usually you? listens. <laughs> she Happy usually listens on the way to work or coming home. Uh, you know, it'll it'll populate on her little listening list or whatever. So it's funny because sometimes she'll I'll say things on the show and then she'll come home and she's like, "So we're having marital problems?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, yeah. I might have mentioned the thing." That's code. She's, that's code. <laughs> That's code for being married, babe. Marital problems is a state of being married. <laughs> uh, hey, one thing yeah. that occurred to me is that is that we're one week off eighteen months exactly. So that's another little milestone we're at. Right, so seventy eight weeks to be a year and a half exactly. Yeah, man, what a journey. Who knew? So, have you had any other um, moments or uh, relationships or conversations or something that have stood out to you over this year, right? Yeah, actually, I wrote down a list of them uh, at the top. Well, there's two, really, that, that I would say absolute accent this entire last year. One is almost too obvious, but it's it's something that you said, Melon. And I. It, it's funny because whenever I'm in the room and Soren runs up to me or, you know, whatever, you know, because it's easy to get busy making dinner, making breakfast, you know, doing things for the podcast, getting things for work, whatever. You know, at the time I was applying, obviously, you guys know that I was applying for this job for like six months. So I was busy doing a lot of things, a lot of administrative tasks on a computer or whatever. But, and this is being completely transparent with you. Uh, you were always in my head more than I wanted to be. Um, but I remember you saying once <laughs> that, you know, he's only going to be three years old once. He's only going to be two, you know, two years and seven months once, meaning like those experiences are very, very limited. And it's easy to sit there and be like, well, you know, because, you know, babies, toddlers, they, they seek attention, but they also want companionship. And, and, um, and so a lot of times that Soren would come up to me and, and try to play, I was trying to juggle a lot of things, but you would always get in my head and be like, he's only going to be three once. And I would stop whatever I'm doing. And I would kneel down and I would start interacting with him. And I, and I think I did that significantly more than I would have had I not had that mantra that you put in my head. And I'm extremely grateful because I think about 2021 and the moments that I've had with, with Soren and the relationship. I mean, right now, when I pick up, he is so freaking excited. Like it, it, it's like, it almost puts a tear in my eye. He gets, it's like, he just won the lottery pop just called, you know, and he takes the phone and he runs off and he just starts talking to me in you know, baby language, but it's, it, but, but that didn't happen by accident, right? It happened because I would stop when him and I were the only two in the house and he came up to me, I would stop and you were in my head, dude, he's only going to be, you know, three once. And I was like, I, I need to, I need to cherish this moment right now. And so fucking eggs would burn up and I would put off application shit for hours <laughs> later and, you know, and I would chase him around the house. But I honestly, you were a massive part of that. Like you honest. And like, i you know, I'm trying not to get emotional, but I, I, I just can't thank you enough. And that, yeah, that was one of the most massive, significant things of 2021 for me. Like I just, um, yeah, I really, yeah. Thank you. Because I know you probably just said it in conversation, but the impact it's had on my life directly is immeasurable. And I know that in Soren's life, it's immeasurable. And our relationship is, is significantly better than I think it could have ever been because there was that constant reminder, you know, that these days are going to be behind me before I know it. And it's, it's such a special time, you know, to not, and, and it's interesting, uh, sidebar talking to Aubrey's dad, you know, they have, you know, she's got five siblings or five brothers and sisters. So it's six kids altogether. And he's opened up to me about how, when he sees me with Soren, 
He just thinks about the things that he missed out when he was, you know, the father with the young kids. And to be fair, you have six kids. That That's a lot. But it's interesting that he's catching on to the fact that I, you know, and I'm not tooting my horn, but he's like, I love, he basically just said, I really appreciate how much effort and relationship you have with your son. Like it, it's really evident. It's really obvious. But again, it's not by accident. It's not like I'm, I'm just naturally built that way. Right. Like it's, it's, it's just having friends like you to remind me like, Hey man, you're, you're going to look back one day and this is all going to be gone. So, you know, when it's in front of you, stop. Well, that's a pretty overwhelming uh, piece of era. What, what I will say is um, like, I miss uh, like the three-year-old Danny and the three-year-old Michael, like they were amazing. They're different, right? They're totally different people than the ones you have now. But it's not, it's not that those moments will be gone. Those moments are beautiful memories that you're going to have. And you, there will still be things that you would like to do differently if you had a second chance, right? But balancing and putting all the big rocks in the jar early. Like I think of the, the time that I've been able to, I've been privileged to have, you know, and maybe like our parents weren't in the position that we're in and it was a different time and a different era and, you know, Aubrey's dad was strategic air command, the BP2s keeping the Russians away. Like, no shit. That's what won the, the Cold War, right? And then retiring to a second career and like, I believe insurance, right? Like, so just having a hustle. Yeah. You just, it's a, it's a different thing when you're in the position to be around the kids a lot and to appreciate it and be with them in those moments. And it doesn't have to be all day. And you still got to get on and do the stuff late at night, maybe on the computer. You got to, do all those other things too. But those moments you'll never regret. Like, like I just, we're walking around the streets here yesterday and I was like, what a privilege. We, Cherry and I were having a conversation separate to the kids. We've had this for the whole time we've been traveling, so 11 years, walking around cities in the world with Annie and Michael in front of us. With Michael's on the left holding Annie's left hand. She's got a cane in her right hand and they're just walking along talking and we're, we're behind them walking through a crowd, walking through Venice, walking through a field in Spokane. And just like that's how we've been able to see the world these years. And there's never, that time is not, it's never going to be a thing you regret having that time and those beautiful memories. Like I heard a quote, I can't, I'm going to misplace it, but it was a life well lived is a gift twice that you, you get to enjoy it while you're having it. And then you get to look back on it without those big regrets. Yeah. So, and then someone must have said that to me too, Raph, you know, because like I really was in slow mo mode around my kids in those moments whenever I could be. And it's not like you're perfect. You're never always there and you yeah. hold on. And you do have to provide resources for the family and that has to be done. But to be there when you're there, that's the blessing. And you know it when you see the relationship. Yeah, I, absolutely. It's just, it's been. So that, that's been an amazing part of my 2021. And then the second one that I would say accented, even though it was a short, a little bit shorter lived, was uh, our buddy uh, James Boggs, Papa Bear, um, had this gathering in Montana that obviously Mike went to as well. And even though it was just a handful of days, it was like, I still think about it. I'm still, it was such a, um, I, I can't even explain it. It was just, it's the, the quality of people and the caliber of people that were there. And just the fact that it was just, you know, you know, there was a lot of laughter in there, but there was also just a lot of um, just encouragement. I, I can't even explain. It was just a good, it was like, it's like I completely got to unplug from the world uh, and then just be around some of the best people that I know out in like some of the most beautiful country on earth and just created some ridiculous memories. And, you know, as I think men, women need this as well. You know, they need to be around like really good girlfriends that just kind of support whatever it is that they're achieving, they're trying to achieve, uh, and then just have tremendous amounts of laughter in some of the most beautiful places. And I think for, I think we don't do it enough. And I think we all agreed, right? Like we all agree that we don't do this enough. Like we're so caught up on this grind, you know, to, to do the thing that we don't like to pay for the house that, you know, just, it's like you become enslaved in all these things that are, are important, but, man, it's just, there's something about being able to unplug and just being around, you know, amazing people in some of the most beautiful places. And like, really just, I think one of the best, and I'm Mike, I'm sure we'll talk about this. It's the fact that we were completely unplugged from the world. I mean, we barely had cell signal and we were, I just remember, and I, the image that I have in my head now is we were in this 
this ridge looking down into a valley. I mean, just absolutely like if you doubt God exists, you weren't sitting there with us, but you're looking down and we're looking at uh, some mule deer and we're looking at some other animals that are just extremely peaceful and quiet, but just like you could feel the love, right? Like we're all just sitting there taking it in for like an hour or two. And it's just, God, I didn't, I just didn't want that day to end. I remember thinking that, like, I don't want this day to end. I know it's going to just like Soren, you know, he's, he's going to be 20 before I know it, but I don't want it to end. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I was thinking about it the other day and I'm, I know you're in the text thread, but actually there was a text thread that went out and it was like, so boys, what are you thinking about? july august september time let's let's do it again and i actually got excited and i looked back through those pictures and i was actually looking at that picture on the ridge and went back to that moment and just sitting up there because we had lunch we went to the super small little town uh mom and pop oh, got, made us these yeah. really good oh, sandwiches where you so walk, good yeah you walk in with a piece of paper and says yeah. what do you want and you write it yeah. and then you give it to the lady and she makes your own sandwich for you we drove up the mountains and we're over this thing and we just sat there for an hour and a half and had and had lunch on top of a mountain looking down into a valley and we just sat there and talked there was no sound just light breeze sunshine like everything and it was just us the rest of the world was on pause and it was all of us just kind of like there was conversations happening with no words and it was um uh, you, you can't just find that you know down in the middle of downtown or in a busy work life or at the office or anything else. Like you got to put in some effort to get all of that out. And uh, it was so simple, but so awesome. So go ahead, Mel. The other thing you need, you can't have that with, like, I don't think you can have that with new friends. Like you can't have that with someone where you've got a superficial connection. You have to have that, you know, maybe inch wide, but mile deep relationship where you've got, history with these people you you've you've done things for each other you've been you've been your word they've been their word you know you've you've achieved things you've seen you've seen their values and their principles and their character has been revealed and yours has to them and that's why you're with these people and i think you could the the, the disconnect from the outside and the beautiful nature are the extra part that's the relationship that you've built with these people over an extended period of time that put them into that category where they can really elevate, they can get your eyes back above the horizon, looking at the stars. As uh, Jordan Peterson says, you know, the thing that you hold, you, you, your highest value, that calls you to into action. I think those are the people where you're going to have that connection and that stuff's going to come up really fast. And when you're in the wilderness and... Out, out, disconnected, even, even better. I just want to reemphasize what I said earlier. I really think it's important, um, and that this is why I encourage anybody. I mean, even my wife, you know, my she'll be like, "Hey, we're thinking about doing a girls trip to wherever," and I'm like, "Go, do it! Like, absolutely go!" I think every individual really needs that. Can like, there's listen. If you have a great, robust, you know, home life, then that that's amazing too, because that that's that fills a certain part of you that you know. That's also good, but there's just something about having that companionship with like really, really deep friends, um, and and just and just being silly for a couple of days, just being out there. And if you can get away from you know the city life and just disconnect, that's even better. That's just like an accelerant to how much quicker you can get to these places where you have these really deep bonds, like you said. And you know, it wasn't by mistake. I mean, it was actually by design. You know, uh, Papa Bear and everybody, we're all talking about it. You know, every, with the exception of two guys um, in the group, everyone else, we all served together. We're all in Afghanistan or Iraq together. Um, we we're all veterans. So we, we had tons of common ground, but it, I'm telling you it, when you're there and then you leave, you just, that's when you realize just how significant that is for your mental health, for your, just your well being. Everyone should take at least make it's man. It's so hard, but you have to make an effort to do at least to do this at least once a year. I mean, once every couple of years and just your, your sanity, your, your health, your, just everything. It's, it, you're going to be glad you did. So, uh, to move on real quick, and, and I don't mean to cut that off because dude, I know we, we could talk about that for an entire episode and there's just 
it's awesome. What I, what I want to hold all three of us accountable for is what are our, from this point, we've talked about our last year and then we, t- we talked about the 2020 review and kind of where we wanted to be with some goals. What are your guys' goals, starting with Raf? What are your goals for 2022? Um, well, that's a, that's, that's a good question. Um, I know. That's why I asked it. Off the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my first goal is to just create distance between me and, and you guys. Cause I'm, I'm tired of you. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I feel like 2021 has been a good year in, in regard to just kind of the insanity that introduced that was introduced in 2020. So I feel like 2020, I'm optimistic about 2022, to be honest with you, Uh, not just because of my career change and the things that are happening in my home life, but just because I feel like collectively as a world, we're kind of getting back to a non-COVID life. I mean, I think COVID will always be with us. And I think that there's always going to be precautions and all that sort of stuff. But but people have gone back to work, you know, people that lost their jobs, I'm sure most have landed jobs again. so, so there's that part. Like, I, all I'm trying to say is I, I'm confident that 2022, I, I don't know what's in store, but I am excited for it because it's like, it's just, it's a measure of distance that's grown bigger between us and 2020, right? Like 2020 is that much further away from me. And that gives me excitement. Um, if I can have very specific goals, obviously, I want to continue to build my relationship with my son and my wife. Um and I, again, I just want to create the platform so that she can go on and pursue her, her, her dreams, you know? And so if PA school is where she wants to be at this time next year, then I think that I'm doing the right things to make sure to ensure her success, you know? And, uh, and that's honestly, that's about all my energy. That's really what it's going to go into. It's just ensuring that she has the right atmosphere to, to be successful. That's great. How about you? Uh... Pretty awesome, Raph. How about you, Mr. Tightness? Well, like Raph, I feel very optimistic about 2022. Like, I think um, Black Swan events, you know, these one in a hundred year thing that tends to happen about once every couple of years. I think that's going to continue to happen. And don't worry about it. The thing that you're worrying about is not going to be the one that happens. It'll be something surprising by no unpredicted corona, other than maybe some uh, epidemiologists and stuff. But, you know, like, I think being able to put aside fear and just move forward confidently trusting that there'll be good people doing their best in that future space to make the world a better place there'll be amazing conversations i know that i'm going to look forward to where this conversation with the two of you guys goes over the next 12 months well i'm very excited now it feels like it's got its own momentum you know at this 18 month mark now and I, i i get a lot more out of these uh, one-hour conversations when I put in. And, yes, yeah, so I've got a real sense of optimism around 2022. I think that there was some very, very hard times over the last 18 months, and I, I'm really confident about the trajectory being a positive one moving forward. Like, how can I how can I not be positive when I've got uh, kids like these making, making steps like this? And I've got, you know, I've got a date night tonight. We're going out to see Flamenco with the kids, and then Cherry and I are going to go out-out and... If we can't have a nice vino or two, and I, like I look forward to those relationships deepening, and um, you know I have no doubt that there'll be challenges in 2022, but all of my stuff's around relationships and preparing my family for when we decide to move back to Oz, some uh, some investments and so on in in that space, continuing education when when travel is more accessible to get back and finish off my MBA. I'd like to be playing rugby again at the end of the year at Dubai again. It's like a year by year proposition at the moment. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm like I'm there's no one thing for me. I just feel very confident about the future. And it's really clear to me over the last two years that when the best uh the best situations and these things I've been most grateful for have been things that have been hundred percent under my control. And it hasn't been the universe. You know, that those things will just happen. The maelstrom, the tempest will come and go and there'll be good weather and bad weather and that doesn't matter. The things that I'm really looking forward to over this next 12 months are all like family and friends and moments. I I completely agree with uh, everything both of you guys said. 
And uh, so I, I won't repeat it, but the only difference with me between now and next year is I, I've said it before. I'm not a big new year, new me type type thing. The only thing I can celebrate as far as looking at a calendar year or, or a date on the calendar is that, hey, I made it alive to 2022, but it does not define my happiness. Um, I learned this lesson over the past year is happiness is not a date on a, on a, on a calendar. Like, it's not like you're going to wake up January 2nd and be like, well, now I'm happy because it's new year, new me. No, uh, you can change whenever you want and you can put in the work whenever you want. And, uh, it's all up to you. And exactly what Mellon said, um, you know, he, he, he can control what he can control right now, tomorrow, you know, whatever the universe is going to happen. And, um, I always go back to previous conversations that we've had, especially with the tender warrior series that we did this year. Um, and it was just, who do you want to be when good and bad show up? And do you want to be, are you going to be the man that you, that you want to be and that you need to be in those moments because they're coming. Right. And I always say that the good and bad are coming. There's no stopping that. Um, the only thing you can do is prepare for that. And uh, I get excited about that because of the work that I've put in. It's kind of like building up for a, a marathon and you're right at the cusp and you're like, yeah, I feel like I'm ready to finally tackle this sucker, you know, but you don't know exactly how far the marathon is. We all think it's 26.2 miles or whatever it is, but you might get thrown a, a 50, a 50 miler. And you're like, I didn't sign up for this, but guess what? You're in the race. I can still do this. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, my emotional IQ, I want to keep building and digging in because I've, I've still made mistakes, but, uh, I'm completely different person from myself a year ago. And I want to say the same thing next year. Um, I want to maintain my clarity on my purpose. So I, I believe I, and putting the effort and energy into the right things. And it's the rest is kind of just falling into place. I used to hate that saying because it didn't give me nothing. And I had no control over what that was that fell into my place. But I found that putting in the good energy, good conversations, um, and having the right relationships in the spot are going to bring you uh, the right things. And they just kind of happen that way. Um and then this time next something year, really good in that. There's something really good in that, then, Mike. Like because you, we feel like we can always control the outcome, and that's not what we can control at all. We can only ever control our process, our mentality, our attitude, the way we're embracing stuff, and and being in action. And and then what happens happens. Right. And we all would choose the million dollars in the bank and all that other stuff, but we don't get to choose that. All you get to choose is what you do in the next moment, right? And how you are how you feel and what you think about that's right yeah and, and and that's stuff that i've learned from talking with you guys you know uh and then honestly uh my biggest goal that i have over this well actually it's the next two and a half years if you're looking at a full but uh i i get start my screening position in uh, about three weeks now and i get my interview and all that for my leadership position within my job and um honestly I think it's going to be my last hurrah with my career as far as deployments go. If I can control that, I'm going to try. Um, but I think this will be my final one and this will be my sixth deployment. And, uh, and then start looking at my transition after it's over. But this is kind of the, uh, the, the top dog position, uh, kind of the, the most influential covenant part of it. And, uh, I really just want to smash this sucker out of the park and do it right. I only get, to, I should only do it once. Uh, and I want to do it once and I want to do it right the first time. And, uh, I'm really excited for it. And, uh, so hopefully next year I, I'm sitting here saying, Hey, I love my job. I love my position. I love my guys that I'm, that I'm working with and leading. And, uh, yeah, maybe the beginning of the end for me. <laughs> it's a privilege to hear you list that off and the conversation that we keeping together and it's, it's just a positive and uplifting one and you know I really appreciate the feedback and conversations and interactions we've had 
over the last 12 months with just some absolute titans and the offline stuff that the contact we've had with uh, individual listeners as well. We just encourage you guys to pick up your phone and send us a message at any time. Uh, no, we'll get we'll get back to you. We replied all emails and uh, messages eventually. Not your average Mike 77, not your average Raph, not your average Paul Gmail.com. I don't know where we're up to with our uh, our goal for the number of reviews and ratings, but we were looking for 50 and 100, and we're looking to double our social media footprint. So we'll see where we're up, up at with that and try and give you guys a feed, uh, feedback by the end of January. But it's not too late for you guys to jump jump on and leave us a gigantic five-star review and tell everyone how good I am and how bad Mike and Raffa. <laughs> Any final thoughts for uh, for the for the episode or for the year that was? You want to drop on people before we leave here, Tia? Um, yeah, just something I was listening to. I one of the podcasts I listened to is this guy named Dr. Peter Atia. I might have mentioned him before in the podcast, um, but he's like a longevity specialist. Really interesting man. Uh, trained as a surgeon, but just kind of got away from it. He was on, specifically he was doing oncology, so he was doing a lot of surgery on cancer patients. And he just saw that the success rate or real rather the survival rate was like really grim. It was like less than 20%, right? Because a lot of times they wouldn't change their lifestyle um, habits. So that's kind of what prompted him and motivated him, motivated him to kind of become a longevity specialist where he's looking at the benefits of fasting and, and fitness and all that. But what I'm alluding to is something that he mentioned. He said that the number of clients that he's had that have said something along the lines of, you know, I've given my entire life to accumulate all this wealth, but in doing so, I put my personal health, uh, you know, as like a, like a, a non-priority. Now that they've gotten older, and he doesn't specify ages, but I'm sure they're like, you know, 40s, 50s, uh, probably even late 30s. Like, but now that they've accumulated this wealth because they thought that was important, they almost all exclusively, almost all together say, I would give up this all this wealth just to get my health back. So it's a, it's a bit of a trade-off. And it just got me thinking like, you know, and that's a struggle that everybody goes through, right? Like there's a balance, like that you want to, you do want to generate wealth and you want to create that security, but you have to be really, really careful what you're giving up. And he just says that it's such a common theme among the people that he works with. Like they, they literally, you know, they sacrifice their body. They're eating like crap. They don't go, they don't sleep well. They don't do fitness. They amass all this wealth because they have all these companies and then they realize I have all this money, but my health is shit. And you can't, <laughs> it's difficult to enjoy the things that I guess uh, financial freedom brings if your body doesn't work well. You know, if you can't even walk two kilometers to the beach once you get to Barcelona. I mean, just it's just something to think about as you're going into 2022 that life is a balance. And yes, we all want to achieve and, and you know, have that financial freedom, but don't sacrifice your health for it. And it just it just kind of inspired that that thought like, hey, that's that's a warning shot. You know, that, that's how I took it. Um, so I know that in and it's a warning shot for me, because in the job that I'm in, I'm going to be crossing time zones. I'm going to you know, it's a commercial airliner, so I'm going to be all over the place. And so more than ever, I think fitness has to be something that I really take serious in the future from here on out. I mean, I always have, but, um, you know, I'm not trying to shorten my lifespan and not to mention, I, as I get older, I want to have a, a better quality of life. You know, I don't want to be the 80 year old that can't even, you know, squat or if he drops his keys or whatever. That's just, uh, but anyway, it's just something to think about. Just, just food for thought. I'm putting it out there so that the listener can put it in the back of their head and think about it. I'm sure he would also include in their relationships, you know, like don't dissuade the relationships with the people you love and end up with Scrooge McDuck and a big, you know, pile of your winnings and no one to share any moments with. I'm sure it's just as important as you know, to help. Yeah. How about you there, Mike? You any last thoughts for people end of the year? Yeah, two quick things. One is uh, Melon doesn't walk to the beach. He he peacocks. So he he peacocks to the beach with aviators and a popped collar. So I just want everybody to get that image in his loafers or his thongs or flip flops, whatever. Um, so get that image in your head. Peacocking Melon. Okay. Uh, the second part is uh, honestly, I, I would just like to. Um, to share that, uh, I just want to pray for everybody, uh, out there that that's listening. And, um, I usually keep prayer kind of to myself, um, as I'm sure a lot of people, it's not a comfortability thing. It's just where a lot of my prayer 
kind of happens. But I would just like to pray for everybody out there in the upcoming year that uh, you guys do reach your goals. You work on the, those relationships that, you know, we've kind of talked about and that God brings you the right people in the right times in the right places. Um, for me personally, for the people that are going to be in my life that are in my life, right? Because I've, I always accept that there are people that I haven't even met yet that are going to come in that possibly need me for a portion of their life. Maybe I can teach you something. Maybe I can share something. Maybe I can just listen. I, I don't know, but I pray uh, that you have those people. And I pray for myself that I can be the right person. If you do reach out to me, that I can be a positive inf influence on your life and help improve it. Because um, I, I thoroughly believe that I'm still alive uh, to this day because that is my significance is to help other people uh, while helping myself. <laughs> so uh, I, I just wanted to share that out there. And uh, yeah, that means a lot to me. So. Well, happy new year, everybody. I hope. 2021 uh, has some beautiful moments and some lessons and some positives and some areas to work on that you can take with some reflection. And I hope that you can set yourself up for an amazing 2022 with you and your network and your friend and friends and uh, family. So from us to you guys, all the best. Good luck. Don't hesitate to reach out to us if you feel that we could help at all. And uh, we'll see you next year.